Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Not a problem. This is water, not gin. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Loud and clear. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. Today's episode is kind of a special episode because we did this actually last night. We, this is released on a Tuesday. We usually release them on a Monday, but okay. uh, we, we are did live. a live stream episode of this. We got it nailed down, man. On Memorial How's it Day, going? which was last <laughs> night uh, with my guest, Chad Conley, who started this awesome event called 50 for the fallen we had it nailed and, down uh, there i found there out about we it a couple we years ago nailed. from our mutual friend brandon how you doing my and man? uh you know Ross, which we come to find day. out we have many i'm of doing them. well man i'm for glad some reason we were able he to and get this across thing, paths which uh, is fairly down, especially to get it done um, we have many uh, mutual today which is kind of cool uh, like it wasn't but i did a version of it necessarily planned when i reached out a couple years ago but uh it just kind of really did what it was i thought it was just like a little bit different memorial day challenge kind of a live stream so we got to talk in the chat tonight a pretty important day for for you specifically with discovered for me discovering for me to find out yeah i'm pumped to talk to you about it a grunt work type of thing it goes much yeah, deeper than that. So I was really so, um, honored to, to start, have you on, let's on do this a little, day to share uh, that story a little about how it happened, how of it this came last to be, weekend. what it means, so the story of the people are, who did it this last weekend with him in fifty for the fallen is this miles, started awesome. Read went all the way. Uh, I, I'm uh, event to slash you know amazing story. I, I don't know the word that you would like really apply to it because it seems like it could be a bunch of different things. You know, like the growth of this thing that anybody can do from everywhere, but you as a way to show respect for those that gave their lives. Closing and, on 20 uh, years in the service, you have done amazing. an event so this obviously in D.C. As well. That is and a 50 so, uh, mile just a really special ruck, conversation. I'm glad uh, you're able to make it And you did it with a group of people. I, was, and, I know a handful of them from this last weekend. Way. And so why don't you just this is, give me a little recap on how everything this weekend with Chad went. Conley. Yeah, well, uh, this weekend went uh, really well. You know, there's always uh, hitches and giddy up, but it's it was a good time. It it This weekend was a way to celebrate those that have come before with um, a shout because we are always sad we are always humble and we always honor those but we don't celebrate them a lot of times and to me mm. I, I think that's wrong so i wanted to celebrate the impact of the lives and really just kind of center in on something that 
all of us know, which is fitness and strength. Yeah. And strength comes in many forms, whether it be physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength. And a lot of that comes um, home when you're doing a 50-mile ruck march. And you can do anything. It doesn't matter what it is. A distance is just something you you know put out there and say it's just that. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest, 50 miles came from Cool Hand Luke when he ate 50 eggs. Nice. There's no magic number to 50. It was a Cool Hand Luke ate 50 eggs. And I said, well, I'm going to do 50 miles. That's, that's, that's awesome. what it came from. Now to get back to this weekend. This weekend was long-form therapy for myself and those that did it. I didn't see it as a as a uh, let's do a gut check moment yeah or, you know let's do that no it was let's be together let's communicate and at the end of this event let's go see our friends at arlington and take a moment to realize that they meant more to us than just one day in a barbecue mm. that's a really cool way to look at it too and so the 50 miles that ended in arlington started from which location yeah, so it started at Walter Reed. Walter Reed. Um, yeah, it went from Walter Reed. We went down to Mount Vernon, went through Georgetown mm-hmm. by Reagan, actually stopped by a biker uh, rally. They uh, threw some beers back with us, nice. and then we headed down to Mount Vernon Inn, where the Mount Vernon security let us have access to the facility at midnight. They're like, it's yours. We, you know, Just go do your wow. thing. Uh, the boys at 291 Whiskey, Micah, he and uh, the head distiller, um, Michael, um, said, you know what? Um, here's a bunch of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And their social media outreach lead, Emily, made sure it happened. But we um, went down there and gave them some whiskey to the boys at Mount Vernon Inn. That's awesome. They gave us access to the facility at uh, uh, Whiskey Greases Wheels. Um, <laughs> that came back up the Potomac. And as uh, Laura Zara said, we got to own the night. It was mm-hmm. ours at 3 a.m. No one else was out. We were walking up the Potomac on the Mount Vernon Trail. And as we came into the sunrise, everyone just got a moment of just clarity of like wow we're doing this mm-hmm. and then as we came into the national mall which is mile 40 onward everyone got a moment to see something maybe they hadn't seen before they saw it in a different way um i planned the route to start at monticello head to martin luther king's memorial which to me is the most impact like the most monumentous when you see it and the way they put the um memorial in is amazing mm. uh, he's carved out of granite and the look on his face and just that he's holding the bible and it's amazing and then to see the fellas as we wrapped around the rest of the monuments and had a, everyone had a moment of man up to uh, include laura and our female uh, participants when we all ran up the stairs of the lincoln memorial and um we were playing Bill Conti's uh, Gonna Fly Now from Rocky, nice. which uh, wrong city it was Philadelphia, but it right. still had a lot of uh, impact as we got to the top and we walked around and read the words etched into the stone and then, you know, stared at um, Abraham Lincoln. And then we finished through, went through the Vietnam Memorial. I had another beer with another group of bikers that wanted to share with us because that's what they do and that's what we do. And then <laughs> went across the monument to the Washington Monument, to the Capitol, up to the White House and over to Arlington. And as we came in at Arlington, I um, I said some words that um, I'm a bit of a talker, so as you can tell. And then we <laughs> ran across the Arlington Bridge, and was yelling as we came into Arlington to greet our you know our fellows with a shout to let them know that we're here for them. And then we went into Arlington. People said they were you know gave their respects and got to see some friends I hadn't seen in a while, mm. which led to. Uh, some very good conversations afterwards. And at that point I boarded a plane and I headed home and now 
I'm in lovely Key Largo, Florida, uh, having a vacation with my wife and daughter for the next week. Much needed vacation from it sounds like just the last week of travel alone. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is. But uh, at the same time, I'm a glutton for punishment. So tomorrow I'm going to get up and run a half marathon just Love. up and down the key, up and down the coast here. That's awesome, man. You mentioned it not being a, uh, you know, it, it wasn't designed to be like a gut check type of thing, but more about the conversation and stuff. And I imagine that that just from the amount of time that you're together with those people going through something that is very meaningful, there was probably some pretty amazing conversations that happened just throughout the entire event over the weekend. Yeah, uh, there definitely was. Uh, you're walking next to people for 18 hours. So every yeah. now and then you're doing the uh, rock march limbo where you're like, okay, I've, I've you know I've danced with you, now I go talk to somebody else. And you're just moving back and forth with these people. And um, you're not looking to get their why at the moment. You're just looking to have a conversation. And, you know, in the darker hours of the night, um, as people get more tired, which is by design as I design this thing, they open up more and the next thing you know everyone is able to share which is mm -hmm. uh what happened um had some very interesting conversations with laura and uh myself duncan butler and his beautiful wife rebecca had um, a couple very um good moments um i was able to actually share some things that i haven't uh really spoken about free freely since my dad passed when i was 19 and mm -hmm. it just it just kind of came out and then mm -hmm. at the end of the conversation rebecca asked who, who are you speaking about there and I was like, that, well, that was about my dad. And she just kind of had a moment like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah. uh, that's what happens at 50 miles. At some point, you're just going to let it go. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, because of the nature of what it is, and I, I was imagining it being something akin to that as well. Last year was the first year that I had uh, seen my friend Brandon, who we, who we both know together, um, post about it. And he did, I think, I don't remember if he did. He he might have done the whole fifty last year when from wherever he was, uh, or maybe it was two years ago. I can't remember now. But anyways, he was on uh, messaging me about it and telling me about it. And I didn't do fifty, but I did. I think like fourteen and a half last year. Just went from my house, and we live uh, up here in Idaho. There's a lake about I don't know seven or so miles away, and so it was kind of a cool, like, I'm just going to go from my house to the lake, up around the lake, and come back, and it was one of those things, even just by myself, like, you have those moments where it's very just reflective, and you have some time to process things, and I think the idea of that in conjunction with what this weekend is, is, like, kind of the perfect complement for that, like, it really allows you to reflect and on that fact of what are we actually looking at? And you mentioned, and you said the word celebrate, which I think is a, an awesome way to look at it as well. Um, but what this whole weekend and specifically like today, what it actually is. Yeah. First off, uh, yeah, Brandon, uh, he went, he went to some places when he did his two years ago, mm, two and, years um, ago. Yeah. He ended up having some injuries. That was a, that was me with a good idea fairy talking to him and Casey Bard from tactic calories. Mm-hmm. Bo Sandoval, who was at the time was at the UFC, now he's at Texas A&M, and mm -hmm. was, guys, here's what I'm doing. And throughout all of COVID, we had sent weird workouts to each other. Like at 420, I did 420 reps of burpees, push-ups, and pull-ups. And I was like, hey, now we're doing that, now we're doing this. And it was a way for us just to get together. And I was like, hey, you're, we're all apart. We're not doing summer strong this year. Let's do something. So we, um, we all came together and did the 50. 
I did it in Colorado Springs, Brandon did it in Kentucky, and Bo did it in Las Vegas. And throughout that time, we were all sharing with one another, Brandon, through the wee hours we were talking, and it was just great to have those conversations. And I'll leave those with us. Um, for you doing the 14 and change, that's amazing because you don't have to. You mm -hmm. can take a step and be there, but the fact you did that, you gave it yourself, and it is a celebration. Um, I have a tagline, it's solace through suffering, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of us can do is like when we get in those dark places, we'll bring those emotions out, and that's maybe the only time some of them come out. But it's very, uh, it's very cathartic. Yeah, it's. Sounds... What, what did you think when you did the fourteen and a half? Yeah, what were you? Uh, what were you thinking? It was. I I mean, outside of hunting, like getting up and going a few miles back here and there, like over the course of a couple of days, that's my only like similar experience, I guess, to doing something like that. But even with that, I found it different because I was by myself like from the the standpoint where you guys are in that group and you're having these conversations that begin to open up, like you said. But for me, I was like maybe two, two and a half, close to three hours in or wherever it was. And uh, I was just about to, I was maybe two miles away from my turnaround point. And I was starting to get to those like, oh man, like this is hurting, but I'm sitting with these thoughts uh, that only come about when you're in like that complete, like low level suffering type moment. And there was nobody around to, you know, talk to him about. So I just had to sit and you just have to deal with them like in your own head. And, uh, it was actually very, you know, cathartic might be the right word, but it was just one of those things where that actually helped kind of keep me going because I just kept working through these thoughts and these things that were going on. And I'm like, I'm not even halfway. So I got time to, to process this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, uh, it was actually pretty funny because I, I mean, I pretty much always have headphones in when I'm working or like when I do stuff like that, if I go out on a run and I remember for probably, I would imagine close to half of it right around that time, right before the turnaround point, And then almost the entire way back, I just took them out and like, just listened to the wind and listen, like listen to even though, you know, it was cars driving by or whatever, listen to my breathing as I was doing it. And it was, it was totally a, um, something I wasn't really expecting, I guess in that regard because it just gave me a lot of time to process stuff because every other time of the day, even if I'm working out, I know it's, you know, I'm doing a 40 minute workout and I'm still got other things going on in my head, like business stuff or, you know, like, I'm like, you know, I'm doing stuff working for coaching clients, like what's kind of going on over here. Um, but that it's like, dude, I'm, this is four maybe hours. I don't remember how long it took me to do it, but it was like, there's nothing else going on right now. <laughs> like just deal with this stuff. You know what I mean? And so when I was done, it was really just like a, it, it was very calming in a way. Like, I mean, I was hurting and feet were sore and that kind of stuff, but I was just like totally at peace for a little while afterwards. And it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That was me yesterday at the airport uh, flying out of DC and yeah. some of the people flying with the nicest and they're just stressed. You know, people deal with mm -hmm. stress in their own ways. And I'm still fine. I'm you're still on the euphoria high today from yesterday. Turn was like, hey, you know what? We'll then we'll deal. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. But um, there's something to that of once you get yourself to a heavy stress level that your body can just deregulate other stuff because you're not in that fight or flight at that moment. So you're like, okay, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot of fun. I tell you, if you can come out uh, to our next one, I'd love to have you. I think if we could, you know, do some live conversation from it or bring out some things. Yeah from the next one that'd be great i'm uh, speaking with tulsi gabbard right now about that one and i think we're going to do hawaii 
oh, uh, wow. for Pearl Harbor. And I'm right now I'm targeting, um, I have to work with the Special Forces Charitable Trust, who is the nonprofit organization that I work with mm-hmm. for Fifty for the Fallen. And the Charitable Trust and I are going to work with Tulsi Gabbard on a, uh, on a, like a halfway house or a shelter for mm. girls rescued from human trafficking. Wow. And That's I want awesome. to get the money there. Um, I've been very fortunate in my military career being in special operations and having the background I have and all these things, you know, coming from Podunk, Ohio to be where I am. I'm very lucky, but if I can give back to others, that's kind of the goal now. So that's awesome. for uh, December is what we're looking at. So if I can have you out there with us on Oahu, uh, we'll be stepping out 40, uh, doing 50 for the fallen, none of it with music. Uh, that's kind of the fun of it is, um, you get going and there's no music and just conversation because yeah. I think we can hide in that. Go to the gym and, have your workout mix or whatever totally. and like your body's adrenaline run off of that. But you're kind of faking the funk in a way because you're letting something else get you going. So as you're just moving, like you did when you just let the wind and trees and cars go by and then the thoughts come in, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I've been doing meditation for about 16 years and yoga about the same. Uh, I bring yoga mats with me when I deploy all that kind of stuff. But when you're doing that and it's just you and you got to face that person, it's a little different. Mm. You find out a little bit more about yourself and it, it, you know, sometimes you don't like who you are. I like going in sensory deprivation tanks for that reason. Yeah. Kind of get to see, I can see who Chad is. Sometimes I don't like it, but I get to work through it. And at 50 miles, uh, doing those kind of events, you, you get the same thing. Yeah. You go through every peak and valley of pretty much every emotion. And yeah, it's funny that with the whole musicless thing, uh, another person that we had actually talked about on the phone the other day, uh, late friend Terrence Mitchell, he was uh, he was huge on that, and he and I had talked about that a lot because he knew that I like to like train and had metal going, and like he did all that, you know, when he was doing like his powerlifting stuff and all that. But when when he really started dialing in uh, like his twenty twenty stuff, um, he would talk to me all the time about like just listen to your breath while you're moving and and match it with the rhythms of your movement and like hear what's going on and try to bring that focus internally without needing like that external literal rhythm to try and amp you up, like try and create that within yourself without needing the external thing. And, uh, and then you like, he was one of the most, you would think like internally, like he's going to get it done type of guys ever. And, uh, so when you said that whole music list thing, like he was the first person I thought of in that instance, because I'm like, that's exactly what you used to tell me all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 He talked to me about that too. At one point. <laughs> and that's where I kind of had the light bulb moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I had worked at the NSCA in Colorado Springs, uh, before we have our, before we had our strength and conditioning coaches and our dietitians and our sports psychs and our, um, analysts, we had the NSCA for mm-hmm. us and we'd go there and that was the same thing there. They're like, yeah, no need for music. You're going to cue on your own. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. You don't need music to assist you. And then I got into, you know, team life and then um, got back and turning the metal up to 11. But then uh, Terrence and I spoke one time and he's like, you don't need it, Matt. You know, and <laughs> yeah. you need to listen to you. And, you know, yes. all of this giant South African. When it looked like a, you know, walking G.I. Joe doll, it's easy. Seriously, um, did. Five eight from Southern Ohio is a little difficult, but he made everything look easy. God love that man. Uh, mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, golly, what a guy! 
um, we could do an entire conversation, bring in some other individuals and just talk <laughs> yeah. about how cool this guy was. Right. That's easy. I love it, man. He had a couple of those little, little things like that, like th- that thing. And, yep. <laughs> I was just going to say there was like two or three things that it's like, every time I see it, every time I hear it or think of it, it's like, that's the first image in my head. So I love it, man. Um, when you were in this, like, so how long has this been a event? Like, in, was it that year, a couple years ago when you and Bo and branded it together and then it became a thing after that with like a more formal event kind of a thing? Or was this something that was kind of seeds planted even farther ago than that? These seeds have been planted for a long time since I've been mm-hmm. in special operations on Green Beret. So mm-hmm. that's, we you know, what I've done for a job for about 19 years now. Yeah. And as a Green Beret, you find camaraderie in this kind of stuff, the suck, the air quotes suck and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's true. You, know, you go to certain courses, whether it's through selection and all those courses or Ranger School or other things. There are times where you're just cold, tired and hungry and you look over at someone else is as cold and tired and hungry as you and you both laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the seed planted because you're like, <laughs> okay, we're sharing something here. It's funny. And then throughout my ODA life, it just, you know, you do these rucks or these, we call beasting events where mm-hmm. you're getting yourself beat up and you're doing it together. But then um, ultimately in 2020, when everyone got separated, I wanted to do something to kind of bring us together in a little bit of a way. And I'm not talking like, you know, let's all hold hands. We are the world. It's just like, you know, my tribe come together and be like, hey, we're doing this. Yeah. And we're doing this for something above us. And to me, Memorial Day being active duty, that's about as good as it gets. So, mm-hmm. It started Memorial Day of 2020. Then last year for 21, we did the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Um, I was a I was in school to be a nurse and go on a nurse practitioner when uh, 9/11 happened. Mm-hmm. And my dad died in 2002, and I'd raised my sister since I was 12. So when he died, I um, took a step back and I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" And I found um, I can say it now that I kind of ran away from some stuff that was just all going on. Joined the military. But through the military, I found a lot of peace. And, you know, when 9-11 happened, I was like, I'm going to go join. I'm going to go do something. I'll go to the tower. I'll go pass out water, anything. He's like, no, you're going to go to school. But I always wanted to do more. Mm. And that galvanized into becoming an 18 X-ray or, you know, coming off the street saying I want to be an SF. But um, through all that, I just always wanted to do more. And I always loved physical exertion. I always loved being beaten and tired. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, we came together and kind of brought everything together into one. Hey, let's have some camaraderie. Let's all be beat up and tired, but do it together and have a laugh about it. And then think about those that we lost um, to go off on a little bit of a tangent. But in 2020, when I did this, there was a time where I had laps around the Colorado Springs area where I lived and I was doing. And on my second lap, I decided I'm going to take the left instead of the right. I go up the hill and it's too steep. I'm tired. I've got 45 in my pack and I'm beat. And I just start yelling my friend Pat's name. And I'm just going, Pat, 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 just screaming his name up the hill. No music, just me. And just thinking about a buddy of mine I lost in 2007. Mm. And that law, lo- I've lost a lot of friends. That one, if really, for some reason, that one more than most affects me and affects me to this day. I just, because he was, he was the first real friend, like really close friend I lost. That's why, I, yeah, that's mm. it. But when Pat died, it hit me hard. And, and I did that ruck. I was just screaming Pat, just going up the hill. And yeah, that's where it started. It started way back in just the suck air quotes all the way to 2020 doing this with friends. And it was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, 
you know, Terrence was doing some gunner out in LA was doing it. Yeah. And, you know, there's people all over getting in being like, Hey, I'm setting it up. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And people I didn't know who just decided, Oh, I see this. That sounds cool. And they went out and did 50 miles. And for some people it's like, cool, I've never done that. Some of the guys on the ruck this time, that's what they said. They said, Hey, I got friends at Arlington. I've never done this. I want to do both. And like I tell everyone, Hey, if you do one, you're in until you don't want to be, mm-hmm. it's not mine. Um, so 2020 happened and it was great. 21 going to nine 11, going to September 11th, 20th anniversary in New York city, starting in Yankee stadium, hitting four of the five boroughs because I wasn't able to shut down the Verrazano bridge for Staten Island, which I will shut that down and we'll go to Staten <laughs> Island on the next time. Yeah. I promise you that. Um, and we ended at ground zero and to be there and see that mm. that was uh very impactful because some of the guys that were with me came from New York, from the city mm. and then, the fellas didn't know I set up to meet an individual at uh, forty at engine forty ladder thirty five, and that may be backwards. I apologize. It's forty thirty five, and the Upper West Side where Ray Pfeiffer came from for the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. We met Joe, and he was the last active duty fireman from that house from nine eleven. And he oh, came wow. out and he sees a bunch of knuckle draggers standing out there i've got an axe in my hand and i've got bottles of whiskey <laughs> and i'm like these are for you i like giving whiskey as a gift and i like giving a gift you can use so here's an axe you can guys use and he spoke to us for a bit and then we took off that was a moment that was worth it, yeah. all the mileage and then after that i brought the guys into times square and made them stop and i said look where you are mm-hmm. who's ever been to times square this isn't about a race this is about being in this moment understand why we're here and honoring the lives that were lost on that horrific day. Mm-hmm. And we came in and I was working with the FBI on that one and they helped me with security, but we came in um, with them and they brought us in and let us be a part of some very, um, very impactful moments for my guys to be there at ground zero and speak to people and see it. And uh, it, it was worth it. It was great. Those miles were worth it. That's really cool. It it seems like each place, you know, because you're talking about Hawaii at t- at the end of the year, like each place probably will have its own, like this is the moment from this one. You know what I mean? Like just because of the setting and, and who specifically we're thinking about during, you know, whichever place it is. So, I mean, this one in December, obviously, it's a, it's a totally different subset of people that are like, there's going to be probably a really rad, like this was the moment from this one, kind of like that one with the, with that fire, with that fireman in, in New York, you know, and I'm thinking about this one that you guys did last weekend. The last time that I was in uh, DC was like my like eighth grade field trip that we did over spring break. Literally like I was in eighth grade, I was 14 years old. That was the last time I was there and I'm 30 now. So it's been, a, it's been a while you know, and, uh, just thinking about all of the, all of the things that are in and around that area historically, like I'm a huge history buff. And so I just love all of that stuff, regardless of whatever is going on in that city. Now, like the things that are there that are historical are some of like my favorite things ever. And so I'm just thinking when you guys were doing that one this last weekend, how I would have been going past all this stuff thinking like just from a historical context, this stuff is so rad. Like this stuff is so cool. And, uh, and it was a really cool way for me to think about it 
like me being with you guys walking past all these historical sites that I just like nerd out about because I love that stuff. And that's how I would have experienced like outside of the conversation with whoever we were with. I just love all that history stuff. So like that would have been like a really meaningful thing for me too, being in that area, having not been there for so long. You know, with that, I became a tour guide too. I'm a bit of a history buff. So I actually yeah. walked guys around and I, uh, I, I started at Monticello. I love Thomas Jefferson. So we started there and then I took him on the left and we went through Martin Luther King's Memorial, which was, you know, made in 2011. And I kind of told him like, look, this is why this came about. Look at how it's made, mm-hmm. you know, let people just have a moment there. And uh, that one hit some people differently, different backgrounds, different yeah. races. I'll just leave like that. There's some people who just really took the moment in and I'm glad they did. Um, you know, just we walked around, went through the mall. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. Oh, pause. There you go. Are you there? Yep, we're good. Yeah, it kind of disconnected for a second. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, so, you know, went through all of the monuments there and gave my tour guide spiel at each one and kind of went through everything. And as we got around the Lincoln Memorial, everyone started to get it. Like, wow, this is this is really cool because everyone here has a reason and we have a reason for being here. And then as we ended our way around the White House and me discussing the executive office building and why the roof is so low to evade some taxes and all that, they started to understand, which is true. Uh, it's pretty cool when you think about it, um, that French style had a, had a meaning for that sloped roof to be cheaper for you on taxes. <laughs> Same in Germany. If you look at Germany, if you look at buildings, the build, the floor on the bottom is usually a little narrower as it, and it gets wider as it goes up because you get taxed by the bottom floors with just there you go. Um, (laughs) it is what it is. So, um, as you go up, yeah, as you go up and around the mall, you get to understand and see these things. We went to Arlington and I stopped the guys before he went on the bridge. And I was like, I just gave him a little bit of a speech about why we were here and the pain that we felt. And as we went across the bridge, everyone had a moment of silence. And I, Mm -hmm. I told our point man, Steve, I was like, all right, at that stoplight, I'm gonna stop. And you just, 
give me a moment. So I did. And then I just like college football, here we go hype up man for whatever reason started being like you know this is why we are here mm. and turned around i was like let's go and i just i remember seeing people's like looking their eye like okay we just did 50 miles man and now you want us to run and everyone just took off i mean it was like you know the shot of a gun yeah. and everyone took off sprinting and the next thing you know we're running like a bunch of you know like viking storm on the beach up to uh you know the gates of arlington Mm-hmm. and i made you know like i we finished i just yelled and everyone just kind of like joined with me and was like we're greeting these guys that way mm-hmm. but the history of uh of the mall the monuments and everything it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool the uh the plan um goes as far as it goes until people want to talk or you know have a moment at places and you're like no 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 no, no. time needs to stop mm-hmm. our hit time is when we get there now because some folks needed that yeah. which was great that's awesome. The, that whole week that, uh, that we were there back in middle school, or whatever, even then I was like, just really appreciative of the history part of it. And everybody else was like, Oh, let's just go look at the sightseeing and, uh, and all this stuff. But I'm like, wait a minute, I want to read about these dudes. And that brought in like this huge love of all this stuff and me reading all of like the framers and, and all of these other documents. It's actually the second time I brought it up in two consecutive weeks on the podcast. Cause last week I had uh, Michael Rodriguez who's in the, who runs the global war on terror Memorial foundation. And uh, we were talking about the, uh, the federalist papers and yeah. And how nuts it is that, the three of them that wrote that, like John Jay was the old man of them. And he was like 38 years old. Like he was considered the old man. And the other two were like 21 and 23 years old. And you read these things and extrapolate that out from what happened after and how important, like how like forward seeking and forward thinking they were when they wrote those things. And like, it just brings so much more meaning into that whole area. And, it was one of those things when I saw, like I said, when I saw you guys there, I'm just like, man, I just need to go back and be around that and read that stuff again. And like have some of those moments that you guys were talking about and just like appreciate that kind of stuff. And so it was, it's definitely on a list of mine to get back there again and do that. Yeah. I think America has a past and there's good and par- bad parts of that past, but we learned from all of it and going to DC, you get to see uh, America's Rome, which is how I think of DC it's our empire's headquarters when you think about it not to say that we're an imperialistic society but to say that we have a really cool place with a lot of really cool stuff and i've been to rome and i've been through it all and then i go to dc and it's kind of it's our rome it's it's amazing to include the giant obelisk in the middle just like the vatican has but uh, anyway um yeah go go back uh Walk yourself about forty miles, go back, and then then take it in. It's it's, it's right. a pretty cool time. I'll tell you the coolest part for us though was the um, Mount Vernon Trail in that the middle of the right. night. Oh, it's crazy! All you hear is car, like all you hear are the occasional cars and water lapping. That was it. And then so cool. as we came close to the city, you start to see some lights and you start to understand. Okay, here's where we are. You can see some stuff in the distance. That was great. Yeah. That was a really that was a really amazing time. I'm looking forward to that in the future for our uh, future endeavors. We had that in 21, actually, in 9-11 when we came across the Brooklyn Bridge. And at the end of the Brooklyn Bridge was mile 40. 
And as everyone just took a moment, they stopped the Brooklyn Bridge and they're like, oh, we're here. Like, okay, yeah, now we're coming into Manhattan, which they took as New York. And it was like, wow. What they didn't know was I had 10 pizzas from Joe's on the other side of the bridge waiting for him. So as they come across, there's these 10 stacks of pies and they're like, yes. oh my God. And um, yes. we all sat there on the courthouse steps, ate pizza and yeah. uh, then got back to the ruck. But um, so cool. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We so, had that this moment with uh, pizza and stacks of Memorial Day Oreos with the Pop Rocks in them. And I've never seen grown men fight over Oreos in my life until it came to this moment. And uh, that was at mile 25 in Mount Vernon. And everybody's just going ham on Papa John's pizza and stacks and stacks of Oreos. Oh, that's hilarious, man. And I know a couple of the big dudes that were there with you guys. So that I can imagine they were right in the middle of it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Laura was the worst. But she was eating them. Uh, Hante had his handful. Brian had some, too. Yeah, a lot of fellas, uh, you know, they went in on them. It was great. Um, so funny, man. Oreo, if you're listening, we love you. And then uh, Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies. That's how we started the event. Um, I thought of Dan McKim as we ate him because he's the only sponsored athlete they have. But uh, my big buddy there, he, um, he's got to join me on one of these. But yeah, we, we started the event with Cosmic Brownies and we rounded the turn and we were ending the event eating Oreos. So we were really health conscious on that 50 <laughs> miles. But it was great fuel. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. So uh, you have the one in December in Hawaii at Pearl Harbor. What are some of the, do you have any other places in mind that you would like to do this at in the future? In, Absolutely. Uh, in, I do. Like, what are some of those that are you, are you going to, are you cool to share them or you want to keep them a little private until then? Uh, I'm, I'm looking to go back to New York. I think there's some, um, there's some stuff that can happen in New York besides the 20th anniversary when all the news cameras are there and it's all, you know, let's do this cause it's 20 years. And, you know, we just ended the global war on terror. So now that it's kind of subsided, I could see, you know, going back in September of 23 mm. and re-engaging. Um, I would like to do satellite versions of this mm-hmm. and actually give back to local areas and be like, hey, let's do a 50 for the fallen event. We are going to do it out of here and teams are going to raise money mm-hmm. and it's going to go towards homeless shelter X this place why that to me matters because then the people in the area can in a community either ruck it together like ryan mickler did him and his family did that in 2020 and they did 50 miles around their property because their property is one mile and they just ticked it off like that that to me would be great and there are some large events i would like to do um one i'm going to keep under wraps because i'm going to have to actually get some uh some other people involved that I have, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to years to come. I will say that. Has it, uh, was this where you anticipated it being when you guys just did that one a couple of years ago, that it was going to become this thing that people were going to do everywhere as an event? Like when you guys did that first one, was that in your head? Like, I'm going to make this a thing and we're going to grow this as we're going to grow this thing. Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, because you know the, it was, the goal was to build a better community, mm-hmm. and you know, as Bert, you know, would talk about building a bigger tribe and a better tribe. That that's how I saw it: is bringing in the right people and seeing this grow, and you know, having people do these in other places. And not to quote too much Fight Club, but like the Project Mayhem's that you know popped up around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's how I saw it to where, Hey, we're going to do a 50 for the fall in here. Actually, when we did this, we had a fellow do it in uh, Kentucky at a fifth special forces group. And he just decided he's going to do it on his own. And he just went out and did 50 miles and he didn't have to do that. Right. You know, he's not doing it for the gram. He's not doing it for any kind of other than the fact that he wanted to give of himself and he did the 50 miles. So for me, if we can do that, that'd be great. And satellite, you know, places would be best. And then we have our larger events where we can bring some of those people together and put the money to good use. I'd, I'd love to never, and my goal is this is never something you pay to do. I don't want someone to pay to do this for a patch or a shirt or any of that stuff. Yeah. Shirts provided. The last time the shirts were, this time, shirts were provided by Sorenex. Josh nice. Dobby and Nick, they came together. They did. They helped me design the shirts with the Special Forces Charitable Trust. They overnighted the shirts to Cameron Davis, who was leading this operation. And they paid for it out of their own pocket. I don't want to know what the overnight cost, but they ate that cost happily. Cameron drove them up from North Carolina and we had the shirts on game day. That was done after summer strong. And that was done because they understand what we're doing and, you know, they made the commitment to help and they followed through. That is pretty killer. And that even goes to the community aspect that you're talking about as the reason for this whole thing. You know, that's, that is people recognizing that this is a thing that will bring people together and, they want to be a part of it. Like that's kind of the natural pull for something like this is people would see something that is meaningful and really cool. And they're like, I want to, I don't know what that is, but I want to go over there and be where those guys are and do that and be a part of that. And that's kind of like the whole point. That is the whole point. The whole point is look beyond yourself and find something in you that, you know, you want to sacrifice, give up and give to something. And it can be five miles, 10 miles, 50. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like we have a prescribed you will do. I even told the guys doing this one. I was like, hey, if, if you could do half, do half. If you can, you want to come in at Monticello and do the last 10, that's great. You're there for your time. And we had people from Ucius, uh, the uniform service, um, the doctor school, Walter Reed. I'm a knuckle dragger, not a doctor. They came out. <laughs> five of those individuals on about two weeks notice did the 50-mile ruck. They just came in and said, yeah, we'll do it. We had other individuals who were doing just pieces of it. They also did med coverage and had med bags while they were doing it. So these individuals who were in med school, who took the weekend off, where they're in class tomorrow, decided this is what I'm doing with my weekend. And they showed up in a big way. You know, their um, lead guy, John Jonathan Wang, soon to be Dr. Wang, He, that guy will do anything he wants in the world. If he wanted to, he's president one day. But at this moment, he was the guy organizing a lot of this ruck for them. And um, the whole time, he and I were running back and forth between, you know, people, how we do in front, back, who, how's the med team, how's everything going. Mm-hmm. And he did it all with, you know, a calm smile. That guy, he seemed like he'd seen it and done it before. And um, it was just great to have them there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to get you out. You got to come out for one of these. I think you're really going to enjoy man. it. I'd love to. That's not, it, I mean – the when I realized that you guys were doing one in person this time, I'm like, oh, like my first thought, I saw like you guys were all getting together because I saw Brian post that he was meeting you guys there. And I'm like, where, where do I go? Like, how do I get in on this? So yeah, man, I, it sounds awesome. I'd love to, um, I, I will find a way to make it happen, man. (laughs) I think we will. We had Jay and Hanse. Uh, so Jay last year, um, he came out 
and he was at Ryan's thing in Maine this year, so he couldn't do it. But uh, he, he absolutely destroyed when he came with us, did 40 with us, and said, you know what, I'm going to find a place and do the last bit just because I promised myself I would. He was at his son's football game, so he couldn't come till later, shows up, texts me, hey, I'm over here, where are you? Ran to our location, jumped in the, with the you know, team, and then knocked it out in the morning when we finished. Awesome. And then this year, Hanse just did a bodybuilding event. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got this, I'm showing up. And a man of his word, he did, and he helped lead the charge in. He was right with me um, as we came across Arlington. And to have, you know, to have people like that say, I'm just going to jump in, that's humbling for me because they don't yeah. have to. But uh, they did. So, um, so cool, man. It is. It, it, it's great. But uh, I got to get you out there. I think you're going to really like it. Um, people like Duncan when they're there or my friend Troy or some of these individuals as they get to talking – and, you know, you're just going back and forth. Um, you start to see these friendships build that come together like it's summer strong and winter strong in these places where it's just, oh, hey, next thing you know, it's big hugs. And all right, what are you wearing for footwear? Who's got the body glide? Let's do this and let's go. And um, step off. Next thing you know, 50 miles are done. You're closer with a better group of people. And um, you gave a little bit of yourself for something bigger than you and on to the next one. So, oh, man, we're going to make Hawaii, it happen. The next one. Better make it happen. Um, you mentioned to me the other day when we were talking that you are actually transitioning out here, retiring in a, in a, about a month or so. Is that correct? Uh, no, I, I put my paperwork in, in July oh, gotcha. of 22. Yeah, no worries. That's in the military. So, uh, yeah. the army did a great job of this actually, where they give you about a year to truly retire. They want you oh, to right take on. three years. Um, not going to happen. They want you to take two years. You can try. They'll give you a year. That's pretty good. Um, and it's not on them. It's just the job and where I work, it's the job and get a year. I'll uh, start my retirement and July of 23, I will retire, uh, 20 years of service. That's amazing, man. Do you have, uh, ideas? What is, what is the next after what's the phase after? Um, I, I have a few. Yeah, I'm finishing my master's right now. So with that and the things I've done in the military under my belt, I am um, looking at I'm looking at some sports teams to work in personnel and player relations, and I've talked to a few of them. And at the same time, I have a very good friend of mine who um, assists us in looking for jobs outside that's more than just here's my resume. I'll work at your, you know, I'll work as an entry level, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, because everyone starts somewhere and it's not where you start, it's where you end up. But um, Dan and I have discussed that. I'm going to keep talking with him. His name's Dan Rayburn. Um, he's a great man. He does a lot for the special operations community and he does it on his own dime. The man um, made some money in streaming media and then decided to give back. And now it's what he does in a big way. So we're going to see. Um, as long as I keep helping, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to be cliche about that, but working with nonprofits. I don't have a nonprofit. 50th of the Fallen is just me. I just put a name in front of me just so people didn't know that I was doing this. Yeah. And United States Army Special Operations Command, USASOC, and First Special Forces Command have been involved. Um, they've blessed off. They've seen them. And it was the Special Operations Recruiting Battalion that actually paid for the one in September. And through all of that, you know, we've had these happen, so we'll see where they go in the future, but I would like to see these continue mm -hmm. and I would like to continue 
you know, some sort of service. That's why we joined the military. None of us joined the military to make a bunch of money. We all did it um, to give back. And if I can continue to do that with uh, some 50 for the fallen events, that'd be great. That's awesome. I love the idea of doing the satellite ones. I think that's a, a, a really rad way to expand it quickly. You know what I mean? And get more, get more people involved in it too. I mean, cause like I said, people are going to see that going on and they're going to want to be a part of it. Even if they don't understand it right away, they just know that it's the people that are involved are, are good people doing a good thing. And that's going to be what pulls people in. I, I would agree with that. For me right now, it's hard to serve two masters being yeah. in the military and trying to, you know, see where this is going to go. Totally. But I know that there is a, there's a way that as I transition out of the military or evolve into my civilian life that I will uh, see 50 for the fall and grow as it should. And um, I mean, the, the party's only going to get bigger and, yeah. you know, I just can't wait to see the next uh, group of guests. I think that's one of the cool things about, even it be at this stage right now. I mean, it's been two years. I mean, really of it being a thing and that's helping like get the right people in for when you actually transition out, you know, now you've got like people that are already involved with what it is. They can help kind of take things to the next level and just build that community around it. Like prior to actually it being a full-time thing for you, whether it's full-time or not, but post military career life. Yeah, the, that's where the Special Forces Charitable Trust has come in with yeah. uh, HB, Jody, Cameron. Um, they have really, they just jumped in both feet. And when I fully explained it to them, that the 50 for the Fallen is long form uh, therapy. That's all it is. It's a long therapy session of 18 hours where you get to talk with people that you know and trust because they come from the same backgrounds. And that turns into you opening up and by the end of it, you feel lighter because you've actually let some things go that you may have held on to. So as these go into satellites, people have their own stories, their own whys, their reasons for taking, um, you know, this challenge on. And I, I'd like to see it evolve into something bigger and I'd like to bring the right people. And I'd like to do one at soar next. That'd be really fun. I mean, let's be honest here. If we can do a winter or summer strong 50 miler in conjunction, like we started a day before, cause it's overnight because in the military we operate at night yeah. and that's why it's always overnight. And all of these will always start in the afternoon, they'll end in the morning. And through that, there, there, there's something to that. And I think um, doing one with uh, Bert and the gang, that, uh, that might have to happen too. Well, it's going to happen now. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I, <laughs> I hope Bert, that, I hope Bert and the boys are ready. In like your head as you're like talking your through it, you're like, okay, through, yep, you're like, that's the idea now. I'm rolling with yeah, it. Yeah, I just put up, I just actually in my head just now, I just decided the entire route for Lexington, South Carolina, because I know the area. And I'm like, okay, that's where we can do this. But it, before we do it, we find the right charity to give it to. The Special Forces yeah. Charitable Trust um, decides where to dedicate those funds because um, all money goes through them. And then we, uh, you know, we go forward. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to get up to Idaho to see that area. I've, I've got some friends of mine who come from there. And uh, I've been told to shut up about Idaho because it's too nice. and We don't want to ruin it with other people. So, it's too um, late, man. They're already, they're already, it's they're the already, waves here already. So Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just come out and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, we should, uh, we should be saying that about other places. Like, you really got to check out, you know. Yeah. But, um, no, I've heard Idaho's great. I have. Um, yeah. And then I got a friends of mine up in uh, Alberta. They say the same thing. Oh, it's great up here. You got to come. Yep. But um, 
the only way I'm getting up there is whoever McKimber 45 on me at all times with the bears they have as they talk about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah, man. Uh, I can already, just as we're talking about doing this, there's, I got five or six people off the top of my head that I know if I brought this up to them, they're like done. And like, just guys around here. And, uh, you know, they'd be like, I'm in where, tell me what time, you know, kind of like those kind of guys, which gets me excited about it too, because like talking to you and doing it last year and, and all this kind of stuff, it's like, I can see it's the, the deeper levels to it rather than just like, we're just going to suffer physically for a day, you know? And it's all this stuff that we've talked about this whole time. There's many, many deeper levels to it that are going to have a real impact on people individually far after that 18 hour suck fest, you know, if that's what we want to call it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you though, you don't, I mean, there's only a few times where you're really feeling it. Um, yeah. I'll give I'll give you a tip right now. Here's some inside baseball for those who over there ever want to do this. Um, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm active duty military, so I can take no dime from anyone. I pay for all my stuff, but in gingy socks, the little toe socks, the, mm. you know, kids used to wear in the nineties look cool with rainbows <laughs> on them. And I had a pair of those myself cause I thought they were rad. Yeah. Um, I wear in gingy toe socks. I wear the running long, um, like mid calf running socks. I have Hoka boots and I don't run in Hoka's cause I run on my toes, but, um, I like to run on the toes and balls of my feet, but those Hoka boots for me, they're money, uh, a good pair of compression shorts and a whole bunch of menthol medicated gold bond, you know, that yeah. stuff goes everywhere, but that stuff's great. And after that, that's about it. And then uh, all the junk food that you like to eat, bring extra of that. Uh, just you want the calories, but um, the, that was my go-to for this, and it's my go-to for the one in New York and the one before in Colorado was in Gingy's, good pair of boots, and compression shorts, and go. And at some point, it's going to hurt. At some point, it's going to suck, and that's when you kind of understand. Okay, this is the pain I'm feeling, but that pain that I'm feeling is nothing compared to this. And for Memorial Day, that was part of my speech was, yes, you're hurt. Yes, you're tired. But the pain that you feel now is a glimpse of what people feel every day who have lost someone and their loved ones are buried at Arlington. And people once a year tell them, happy Memorial Day. I'm sorry. Or maybe that and the day that their loved one passed. That's it. But the pain that we feel is minimal compared to that every day. And... That's my why. That was the reason we did Memorial Day. That's my why is because I didn't want people to feel forgotten. And we went through and I really wanted people to understand that the small bit of a discomfort you feel is nothing compared to the discomfort of loss. And I think we uh, owe them a debt of gratitude, the Gold Star families and those that have given their all, you know, have given their lives because every day those Gold Star families feel a pain. Every day they have to realize that their loved one is gone. And I've got friends with kids who their kids, they're growing up and they'll never see the beautiful children they become. That hurts. I have a, I have a, I have a baby girl and that hurts because I could only imagine if I was gone and not being able to see her grow into the beautiful woman she will. Yeah, man. I love, I mean, that's the whole point of this whole weekend. And, and, you know, specifically today as we're, you know, we're closing in on, on this actual calendar day. Right. But this is, and I think this goes further to what this whole thing, this event does is 
hopefully extend that out, like you said, more than just the last Monday of May every year. You know, it's going to be something that changes somebody internally going through this sort of this challenge going through whatever this is for them. And it, and it goes to that next place where hopefully there is some reflection and it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to reach out to somebody who I know, uh, who's been through this or, or whatever and, and let them know I'm thinking about them other than just on this day every year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think in this digital age and all those tropes to say that, that we have truly lost what it is to be connected because we have so many ways to connect now. Mm. That's so easy. We let it slip by and we don't actually dive into being there with one another. And um, when I was dating my wife, I hated to text. I still do, but I was like, I want to talk to you. I want to hear your voice. If I can, I want to see you in person, which is really weird, I guess for today, but I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a weird guy. So it works for me. But it's the same with this. Like, you know, if you can just reach out to somebody and just say, here, hi, um, how are you? What are you doing? What can I help you with? Or do you just need to talk? And, um, you know, you, you see that in, um, in, the, you know, in the job that I do. There's a lot of times where everybody is like, oh, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Mm-hmm. What's up? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, bro. Um, and, you know, that's. They could be, or they could be saying, no, I'm not, but I don't know how to express that. But if you get them under a squat rack or you get them sweating or doing something together, you know, it'll start coming out mm-hmm. and, um, you ain't going to be 50 miles, but just take someone with you, go for a run or workout and then talk to them. They might just let something come out. Amen, man. Well, it's getting like super late over where you are. So I want you to go enjoy your vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you making the time, man. I was really glad we were able to do it tonight and attach a little bit more meaning to, uh, this day and this episode. And so thank you for coming on and, uh, for future events and stuff. Do you guys have a central location where people can get info on when things are coming out? Is it just the Instagram? Do you have other places to for people to go. Yeah, we, um, we absolutely do. And thank you for asking Ross. You can look at 50 for the fallen.com and that's going to be updated. Um, I'm, I'm doing that on my own. So it's going to be updated here soon. Um, once I get back from vacation, we'll put up the events and you'll see the past. Cool. And then the future events will be on the special forces charitable trust website. And you can Google special forces, charitable trust, special forces, charitable trust.org. You'll see them there on Instagram under the same name. Uh, you'll see me 50 for the fallen on there. And before I go, uh, I just like to say for anyone um, who's lost someone over Memorial Day that um, I don't know what you're going through. If you have a family member who's been, you know, who's been fallen in the line of duty, I lost my dad at 19. I came in and found him on the floor, did CPR, and he was already gone. So I understand what it is to lose someone, but I do not know what it is to lose someone and have people show up at your door in Class A's and tell you that your loved one died in the line of service but I'm praying for you because it's hard. It's rough. And to know that you have to carry that around every day as a little pin or as your own weight to bear that if you need someone to help carry the weight, we're here for you. Not just 50 for the fallen. There's a lot of us here for you in the community, your family, wherever you are. But if you need someone, you can reach out to us will listen and if you want to walk and talk you can always join in love it man 
Well, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you, brother. Anytime. And I expect to see you in the future. And um, yeah, man. let's get up and do one of these in Idaho. You just let me know the place and uh, I'll make it happen. Let's do it, man. I'm down. All right, Ross. Have All a good right. day. Thanks.